It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And that's what we're doing. We're doing Pitmaster and the Doc. We haven't had many questions on uh, on medical issues, which which we'll be glad to answer. I happen to be an RN, and he's a, a doc, whatever. Uh, but I happen to be an RN, so just he may be an MD, but I'm an RN. Okay, let me ask you guys something. If you had a really bad injury, who the hell do you think you'd go to? Would you go to running towards the MD, or would you go to the RN? Never mind. Don't ask that what question. What kind of injury? Don't answer that question. <laughs> that's that's racist. It's a team approach. Medicine's a team. There's no team. There's no Everyone's team. important. Everyone's important. Anyway, okay, so we're here. We're going to talk about uh, a few things. First and first and foremost, Misha Tate is pregnant, and it's not by Caraway. What the hell? Where there is what? How could that happen? Never mind. I don't want to know. You're the nurse. You should know how this stuff works. <laughs> uh, that was that was shocking news. It was shocking news. But not that she got pregnant, but that it wasn't uh, Brian Caraway. But we're not going to talk about that. That's, that made me sad. That made me sad. But, but it happened. Shit happens, I guess. People get in weird predicaments. All right, so that's happening. Guess what else is happening? What's what's happening? What's the most what's the most big news that we're happen is happening right now in California? Because of the new year? No, California. Well, it's because, yeah, yeah, because of the new year. It's... Because this damn new year, pot is legal now. Right. All the potheads, they're gonna be more pot. Like there's not enough potheads in California. Okay, now when I talk about potheads, let me just say this has nothing to do with Joe Rogan. And the Diaz brothers. You guys are exempt from that. But everyone else, a bunch of potheads what now. What about for medical use? I, I, are you okay with that? I don't think it's I don't think it's good or bad for medical use. But I mean, it's a pain. They, they say it's a pain pill. Better than morphine? Seriously? Well, it might be good for nausea too. Okay. Better than uh, Tordal or, or some of the other? I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I, I don't care about the medical use of it. The uh, recreational use of it, you know, everyone says, well, if it doesn't affect me, why do I care what someone else does? Does it affect you? It's going to affect you. It's that's affect that's the question. Do we need more impaired drivers on the road? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, to be honest, if you're going to make everything legal, that's great. But why do, they, why do they single out pot? I mean, alcohol is bad enough. So now they make pot legal. Why not Coke? To me, Coke would be the best thing to be legal because more shit would get done. I mean, there's some guys like the Diaz brothers and my stepdad, rest, rest in peace, and um, Joe Rogan, who are very, very uh, energetic and they're productive on their pot. But I think they're the exception, not the rule. I think I, I would be willing to bet, I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb here, I'll say 99 fucking percent of people on pot are less productive than when they're not on pot. Except for Joe Rogan, the Diaz brothers, and my uh, my stepfather, may he rest in peace. 
but other than that, I think people just get, they get the munchies. They don't get very ambitious and they're not going to get, oh, I'm like, I got one more, but I'm not going to name. But anyway, um, you know who it is. But, um, comes here. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. To me, if you did coke, coke, you'd be like fucking cleaning and working and, 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 and just, you're energetic. What's the downside of cocaine? Well, going back, I don't know. That's a whole nother topic. But going back to marijuana, you know, how do you think our local law enforcement feels about it? And I know how they feel about it. You know, I have kids that are of driving age driving on the road, and I don't need to see one more person on the road that's impaired because probably about 10% of people on the road right now that you pass are impaired or distracted in some way. It's 10%. just a bad driver. It's 10%. Oh, yeah. That's really... You would not. You wouldn't even fall into the ten percent. It's people are either on their phone. Well, maybe you'd fall into that, or they're high, or on medication, or impaired in some way. They should not be driving. So I just look at that and go, "Well, geez, do we need another way for people to be impaired and be driving, and the cops having to deal with that?" Yeah, it's, uh, the cops got to deal with that, and that's it. Because it's still d- driving under the influence, and now there are signs everywhere. Have you seen them? No. Yeah, marijuana is a DUI, something like that. Yeah, and then it's going to be harder to test Driving, for... I think it rhymes. It's driving high is a DUI. Wow. <laughs> so. so so there's going to be a lot more potheads uh, in, in California. Great. Uh, whatever. I, like I said, if, if something should be legal, it should have been coke. A lot more would get done. Fucking people would work harder and shit. People would work harder. How many people work harder on, on pot? They're going to work harder on coke and faster. And they're going to like... I want to clean. I'm done with the room. Let's go do another one now. Let's go. Let's put this together. And they're going to invent things because their mind's going to be working faster. So I don't know. That's what I think. Okay. So, but pot also, as far as MMA goes, pot is legal as long as you're not in competition. Yeah. It's not legal, but it's not a banned substance right. in mix, in UFC. Right. Or in USADA. Yeah. So, so you can, you can use pot out of con- competition, but not in competition. Which is such a, it's, it's such a, there's such a, it, it's, it's very confusing when they start using those in competition, out of competition, after the weigh-in, before the weigh-in, then after the fight, and it, it should, shit should be either legal or illegal, and um, like pot, what does it matter if you're in competition or out of competition, I don't think that should matter, steroids should be uh, illegal all the time. And uh, so I don't know, but it's 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 not my call. So anyway, you're a doc. We'll I'm, see how I'm it just goes. A nurse. We can re- revisit this. In a I never years. I never went for the whole uh, MD thing. I only went for the RN thing. Anyway, so pot's legal. I don't know. You know, I've never been really since I was a little kid growing up in Hawaii. I've never been a partaker in, in drugs or alcohol. I like to have a sip here and there, but I haven't been drunk. I have never been drunk as an adult, and I'm 60, so I want to get drunk. I want to get high. I want to, I want to do some of those things and, and uh, just see how it feels. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll toke a little uh, pot or something, but with my luck, I'm going to like fucking start hallucinating and shit. I'm going to think that they're out to get me, and I'm going to like start running, running around naked, screaming, and, and it'll be embarrassing. It will get ugly. But if Coke was legal, oh my God, I would be like, Yes. Yes, that's what's what I'm waiting for. But anyway, I okay. think if you're going to do pot, we need to take your weapons away. 
<laughs> You're gonna be paranoid. <laughs> Start shooting in the fucking bushes. Shoot my neighbor by mistake. Anyway, okay. So let's talk about the fights. UFC 219, it was a good card. Not a great card. Definitely, um... I don't think it was. It was I don't think it was uh, really pay per view. I don't know. The, the consensus I got, a couple people that I know that watch the fights asked me if I watched the fights, and they didn't. They're like, "Oh, why'd you buy that?" So, I think the general consensus out there, unless you're a big fan, a lot of people probably didn't buy the fight. Yeah, would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the fights are like sixty bucks a month. Um, um, and this one, I don't know if I would have got it or not, or just watched. The replays later but we do we do this podcast and i want to talk about fights um and i do you have sensei ufc where i actually go over some of the moves they used used in the fight and how you can translate that into your street fighting training or, or techniques you can use in a street fight um but it's also fun to hang out and watch it you know so we watch them but uh it definitely wasn't the best well let's let's talk about them let's let's go um Let's go right to uh, Holly Holm. All right, the main event was Holly Holm versus uh, Chris Cyborg, um, and I think you think it, you might have thought it was a little better than I did. Um, it was fight of the night. I didn't think it was fight of the night at well, all. The rounds weren't that different from each other. I'll, I'll say yeah, that. they were kind of similar. Um, and Holly Holm had to come up ten pounds. I think ten pounds. She normally fights at 135, I think. But you know when you're fighting at 135, she probably walks around in the 50s. But yeah. I don't know that for a I do not know that for a fact. But also you could imagine Cyborg probably cuts weight. Right. So is that, that weight. And sometimes you can cut too much and then it's... But I don't know. Um, she didn't look like she was, you know, overly big or anything. Um, and Holly Holmes is a big 135-er. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I actually thought Holly Holmes looked good in the fight i mean she looked strong she didn't get pushed around really so um and she actually held cyborg against the fence yeah or against the cage a lot which i was kind of surprised by but going to your point of it not being you know very exciting or whatever the rounds were all pretty similar yeah they were similar um yeah i wasn't crazy about it um I think I think uh, I think Cyborg would have done better if she threw her left hook more, um, but she had a really good timed right counter, straight right counter, and that to me that was the fight. They both threw some leg kicks, they both threw some head kicks. Um, there were some elbows thrown. I don't think any of them landed. There was a couple of stiff jabs by Cyborg, and there was a couple of quick flurries here and there, like. Uh, by home, um, but I think the 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 winner of the fight for for Cyborg was just her her counter right hand. Every time Holly would come in, she would like stay this far away from engaging most of the time. But every time she came in all the way where she could score a punch, she got punched. And when she got punched, it was a lot more effective for Cyborg. Than it was for her because when they both punched at the same time, it uh, her cyborg's punch was much more telling. So that, to me, that was the whole fight right there. So it was just like in and out, in and out, an, an occasional counter right hand, and that was the whole fight. That was in a nutshell. That was five rounds, 
And that was the whole fight. And it was five rounds. I think yeah. that's the other point is, as most of the fights on this card, all but one on the main card went to a decision. Um, so this fight, you know, went to a decision, and Holly and Cyber went five rounds of fighting. They did get fight of the night, right? That's what you said. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It was five. It went five rounds. Holly went five rounds, and she definitely ate some punches, but she hung in there for five rounds up a weight class. I don't know. Like I said before, I don't think she lost anything in this fight. No, I don't think. I, I think she was pretty tough. I think her. I don't think her. Uh, her stock went down at all as I think cyborgs went up. Um, so I think they both they they both put on a good fight. Um, I just think Cyborg, you know what, it kind of irritates me, I'm not going to name anyone, but when people like put down Cyborg, I don't like the fact that she's on steroids, but that's, the UFC lets her do that, so that's fine, um, but she seems like a really decent, nice person, and when they start calling her a him and fucking putting all that shit, that's just fucking low, it's tacky, it's, it's, it's low end, it's like, it's like a fucking douchebag move, you know, I mean... Um, you know, maybe guys don't think she's the prettiest girl in the world. Um, everybody has a different look and everybody has, you know, different tastes. Um, but, you know, she's a fucking fighter. You know, she's a fighter. She seems to be very competitive and very, a good sport. I've never seen her losing her cool or, or being an ass to anyone. I've only seen her being respectful like a martial artist. Um, so... When I hear like reporters and other press like with calling that her a him because maybe they don't think she's good looking, to me that's just fucking low. How'd you like someone calling your fucking mom a him? You know, or if maybe your mom's not that attractive. So would you like someone calling her that? Or calling your wife maybe somebody doesn't think your wife's attractive. I mean, it's just tacky and it's low and it, it makes it makes people come out like douchebags and that irritates the shit out of me about Chris Cyborg, that people do that to her. You know, she seems like a really nice person, um, and I, that bothers me. So what's next for her in the UFC? Defender titles. They, they're bringing some girl from, uh, what's her last name, Anderson, or I forget her last name. Somebody who hasn't fought in the UFC before. Right, somebody from uh, Invicta or something, they're going to bring her, and she's supposed to be a bigger girl, and, and they think she'll be a better competition. So we'll see. But anyway, so Cyborg beat Holly Holm, uh, unanimous decision, good fight, uh, not a great one, definitely Cyborg won, I don't think there's any question about that. No, there's But no. But also Holly showed that, uh, um, that she's, she's a banger and nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna take her lunch money, so bing. Okay, this is the one that I thought was the fight of the night. <laughs> This one, see, but this fight was more one-sided than the Cyborg fight. I know. So the next it, fight is Khabib. A lot more action, though. A lot, a lot more. I think it had a lot more. Sorry about that, guys. It had a lot more action. Um, Khabib against uh, Barbosa. Um, it was one-sided as shit. Fucking Khabib, I'm telling you. What's that What's that little, like, little, uh, I don't think he's gay, but he looks gay in the movies. He was in The Revenant. Anyway, The Revenant, the movie The Revenant. With the bear? Yeah. That... Leonardo? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Is he straight? He doesn't look straight. He can't be. But hey, whatever. Anyway, that that fight looked like that bear mauling. It looked like freaking <laughs> Khabib was the bear, and poor Edson Barbosa 
was what's the guy's name again? Leonardo. Leonardo. Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. So if you haven't seen that movie, watch The Revenant, and then watch the bear mauling scene, and it looks like it looks like the uh, Barbosa Khabib mauling. I mean, Khabib fucking mauled him, and to maul to maul someone like Edson Barbosa, that's a mighty feat. Well, and Edson Barbosa, this fight was interesting to me because you always thought that Barbosa might hit him with one of those crazy kicks. So he almost he, did. He was threatening with this crazy kick that could end the fight at any second. It was fight of the night. So that that was interesting to me that I think Barbosa was so tough. I mean, yeah. if you talk about heart and fighting, man, he got he got pummeled. pummeled. He Mold. got pummeled. Mold. For I think ten minutes at least of a fifteen minute fight. I mean, he just got beat up. <laughs> it was a mauling. Like two thirds of the fight. It was a mauling. But he kept going. I mean, that guy did not tap to punches. He he was Khabib just. Khabib is a beast. He's like. He's... Well, the other thing that makes Khabib kind of a beast is he comes out with this like warrior headdress thing. It looks like I think people think it's a wig, but I guess it's like some kind of. It does not like it, a warrior headdress. Yeah, I think it does look from like his one. culture. I know, but it doesn't look like one. It looks like a goofy like one from the seventies. One of those crazy it's mod like an animal, man. Yeah, it looked like one of those those hat for disco. It looked like, oh my god, he's an maybe animal. you should wear like a bear, one of those bear hats. He's like a bear. You need to, Khabib. You need to put on a bear hat next time <laughs> and maul someone else. Go watch the Revenant, Khabib, because you're the bear. Poor Edson Barbosa, man. One of the best fighters in that weight class. So it just that just says speaks volumes on Khabib. He fucking mauled him like the bear and. It just looked, it looked painful, it was, painful, it was, painful to watch. It was so one-sided. It was it was like 30, 25, or 23 in one card on one of the judges. It yeah. was crazy one-sided. and But Edson always had that one kick away. But he just, That's the only thing that kept it interesting. Yeah. Was that also to watch him take a beating and just keep going. Yeah. I mean, he was impressive. I was impressed by him. He lost the fight. Yeah. You know, clearly lost the fight, but I, I don't know. I'm a fan of his. I, I oh, thought... Barbosa, yeah. He, is the, he had the first spinning hook kick knockout in the UFC. That was brutal. The guy just freaking fell. Fell backwards. Um, plus, he has that the fastest leg kick, I think, in, in the UFC. But he couldn't throw it on someone like Khabib because Khabib crawl, uh, controlled the most infor- important factor in any fight. Distance. Khabib controlled the distance so well that he didn't get caught with the kicks by Edson Barbosa. And when he did get caught, it was only it was only, he just got glanced because because of his his uh, his di- distance control was so good. It was he would close the distance. It was, yeah, and he and was And as soon there. as they got together, it was, it was done. It was, it was like oh, now he's going on his back again. It, it was, was like, mauling. It was a mauling. it was like the revenant. Well, it'd be trying to it'd be like trying to kick a bear coming at you. You can't kick that. <laughs> That's a bear. He's like a bear. Khabib the Bear. That's his new nickname. What is it? Does he have one nickname? It's, it is the Bear. His new know. nickname is the Bear on Revenant. And, and we're not going to give uh, Barbosa the capital now. <laughs> so anyway, that was a good fight. I thought that was fight of the night. Way above home cyborg. It was more entertaining. It there was, were definitely. several fights. And that's why his fight... That's what fight of the night is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the most entertaining fight. I was That was it. That was it. I agree. I agree with that. So... Okay. But it was more one-sided than it was the very, it was, fight. It was a mauling. It was the bear mauling from Revenant. Poor Barbosa. He was like fucking DiCaprio. 
He almost got decapitated. <laughs> De- decapitated? Decapitated. <laughs> it was ugly. It was ugly, but it was a good fight. All right, so then we got Dan Hooker and Mark. So uh, this was the only fight that was finished. Yeah. Everybody, another... another. Dude, so this is Dan Hooker and DeKesey. Yeah, DeKesey was the favorite going in, just like... Uh, there's a couple of favorites that lost. Takisi is really good. He's from England. He's really f- fast and, and he's he's flamboyant and he's like throws all kind of crazy techniques. And Dan Hooker is more of like this I'm coming to get you knockout guy. They're both winning fighters. I don't think they've lost more than one or two between the two of them. I don't, I'm not sure, but they're both they're both up and comers. But uh, Hooker was the underdog. Well, in this fight, didn't it start out with Takisi winning? Not Takisi was winning. Yeah, he was winning times. a little bit. It was never, it was never like one sided. There, he he started getting off a little bit, but Dan still was coming in, landing some solid punches. So it wasn't really that. Then he got him down, um, but uh, but then was it the second or third round? Um, the third round was the one. Okay. So in the second, so it was kind of up and down. It could have gone either way. I think it was a really close fight. It wasn't fight of the night because they, there was a lot of moving more than striking. They were both kind of feeling each other out because they both had so much respect. Um, but then in the third round, um, Dakisi came in for kind of a sloppy shot. Because uh, he got tagged, I think. He, he got tagged. Yeah, I the... think he did. And he went in for a shot to kind of close the distance. Yeah, and... and the shot was sloppy, and he led with his neck. As neck, Hooker got his neck and, 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 and got a beautiful, like, guillotine within, like, within, like, two seconds he tapped. Yeah, I think if I was going to get choked out, I would much rather get choked out from a rear naked choke than a guillotine. The guillotine looks painful. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't really see that many guys getting choked out with guillotines. They usually tap, and it's because it hurts more. It's more of a crank, and it's more on the uh, trachea. Where a rear naked is usually the blood choke with the, you know, it's just cutting off the carotids, and it doesn't hurt per se. It's more like a head and arm choke. But that um, only takes like six seconds and you go to sleep. With that guillotine, man, you, people tap immediately. Fucking shit hurts. We just man. saw that in a fight recently. Yeah, it was uh, Cub Swanson against uh, um, Ortega. And, and I tried that with, with our guy, uh, our jiu-jitsu guy, uh, Adrian. And he, I, he got it on me. And then he jumped up, wrapped his legs around me. And he, ha- he had the guillotine on my neck. And... Cub Swanson said he tapped because he thought he was going to die. I actually thought I was going to die. I mean, because with somebody hanging on your neck with that guillotine like that, all kind of crazy shit went on my, my head. If I could have tapped, I would have, but I just dropped to the ground. Um, but that guillotine is just a lot more painful than a rear naked choke. And you can get choked out by it, but you go through a lot more pain, so you're going to tap first. The rear naked doesn't really hurt. But next thing you know, you, you're, you're going to sleep. So a lot of people would rather tap to the rear naked choke because they'd rather go to sleep than tap because it's kind of a macho thing too. But the guillotine, you're not going to do that because it hurts too much. It looks painful. It was painful. That looked terribly painful. I mean, he tapped right away. He tapped right away. And I, nobody, nobody blames him. Sometimes when people strike, uh, tap to strikes, they kind of get like dogged a little bit. Like you tap to strikes, you know. But nobody ever says that about tapping to an armbar or a guillotine or something crazy like that. So 
Boom. That fight ended in the third round. Hooker won. Hooker is, is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the UFC. And so is the Dekisi if he comes back. But next fight. Two females. Uh, Carvio against... Uh, Esparza. Esparza. Esparza used to be the champion. Um, these are two 115 pounders, and um, it it was it was. I thought it'd be a good fight. Um, Cavio uh, won the first round. She won the first round big, and she came in with a lot more hype right now. She's with Team Alpha Male, and she's on a winning streak. Um, she has. I don't think she's ever been beat. But anyway, um, so she came out like. You know, and she has, I don't know, she's a little more outgoing than, than the Cookie Monster. I love the Cookie Monster. I love uh, uh, Esparza. I think she's great. I love, I love the way, I love the way Esparza, you watch Esparza when they're, when they're announcing her. She stands against the cage, just like, doesn't say a word. She doesn't bounce around. And I just love her style. I like, I like Esparza. So I was pulling for her, but that uh, Calvillo uh, has a lot of personality and a lot of skill and a lot of uh, a lot of um, aggression. And she won the first round big. She won. She won the first round big. Uh, spent almost the entire first round on top of uh, of Esparza, going for stuff, and she was busy all the time. Second round. Esparza kind of found her range more. Esparza is more of a wrestler. Cynthia is more of a, a grappler, jujitsu style. Um, but uh, but Esparza was able to uh, defend the takedowns and land a lot of right hands. It was close. Second round was super close. Third round, Esparza started to find her range a little more and her distance. I thought she won a little more of that of uh, the third round. But I think I could have seen giving her the second and the third. Um, but with that said, the first round was pretty one-sided. So maybe that could have been a two-point round and it could have ended up a draw. I could see that happening. But if it's just going by round, I thought a Sparsa won. What yeah, it wasn't that definitive. Yeah, so I, I, she won the later rounds too. So I don't know if that makes a difference. But um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a... It wasn't the most action Super pack. exciting fight for me to watch, but... Yeah, it was more for me because I like, really like Esparza. And then now I really like uh, Calvillo now because I've never really paid attention to her. But watching her fight and her, her personality and, and, and the way she fights, I'm a big fan now of her. So I, I really like both of those uh, female fighters. Um, and then, okay, so... Next one. Condit Magni. This was the first. Uh, this was the first fight on the on the main card. Uh, Carlos Condit against Neil, Mag uh, Neil Magni. Neil Magni, I love him. He's a, he's a fucking work. He's a blue collar guy, um, and I just love him. I love his personality. I love his work ethic. I love the fact he'll just fight anybody, and he's just like I say, he's a blue collar guy. He's just gonna get in there and fight anyone, and. And without being racist, he's like a black guy that always says "dude," and he talks like a he talks like a guy at the beach, and and uh, he's a funny guy just to be around. I, I've hung out with him a few times. 
dude, what's up, dude? All right. You just don't expect that when you see him. But uh, but he is a he's a workhorse, and uh, he was the underdog against Con uh, Condit. Condit's had a layover, a layoff, layover. I was thinking of, like taking a flight. Uh, he he has a layoff. He's been he hasn't fought in, like some like sixteen months or something. I don't know what it was. Neil Magny is known for fighting a lot. He'll just fight all the time, anyone. Um, but uh, Carlos, Carlos came out sharp-ish, not his usually not his usual sharp. But he's dangerous from the bottom. He's dangerous on his feet. He does a lot of flying knees, a lot of unorthodox knockout strikes. But Neil Magny was able to push the push the pace and keep it at a workman's pace. And he just grind, he grinded out a unanimous, very unanimous decision. I mean, there's no thought, no, there's no question in anybody's mind who won that fight. Um, and it, it was a good fight. It wasn't a great fight. Um, there was a lot of jabbing and moving. And there was a lot of, a lot of one thing that uh, Neil did very well is he was able to catch uh, Carlos's kicks, Ronald's kicks. Even his leg kicks, and that was that was going to be a big part of Carlos's game is his kicks, and Neil was able to catch his kick and punch him right away, and that was taking the kick away from Carlos. It took that momentum away from Carlos. Uh, Neil was able to catch a lot of his kicks, and a lot of times people catch their kicks and then they're standing with the kick, and sometimes the guy that they caught the kick on hits them, and a lot of times they just pull their leg out. But he was able to catch the kick and punch right away. And I think that was a big part of his strategy. And it was a big part of the reason he won. Yeah, I did notice as he would catch his kick, he would chase him down too. And, would, yeah. Because uh, Kata would try to back up when he got his leg caught up. And uh, Magni would just chase him down. Great so. strategy. Great strategy. It was, he, was, he has a great catch, strategy. Catching kicks seems dangerous to me. At least to the body. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts, and the leg. And one thing dangerous about catching kicks, if you don't do it right, like you come up and around, you go to catch a kick, and then the guy sees you're going to catch his kick, so he throws a couple low for you. Then you go to catch that low kick, and he brings one up high. And I've seen many, many, many a knockout that way. But Neil Magny is, is a really sharp fighter. He has a bunch of fights, and he's, he's just a... Um, He's a really good fighter. So it was good to see him fight. I'm glad Carlos had a good fight. Nobody got hurt, and he'll be back. I mean, that was, he had, he's been away a while, but he's back. So, bing. That was the main card. That was the main card. One thing I want to talk about uh, was uh, Michael... Uh, I mean, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. He's from Poland. And he fought uh, uh, Cahill Roundtree, who's on a winning knockout streak in the UFC. And everybody, another, another, he was favored. He was favored. Um, Michael Roundtree has one, you know, like, one punch or kick knockout power. And he's been knocking people out. Um, and people didn't, they, Michael looks a lot, or uh, Roundtree likes, looks a lot bigger than Michael does. It looked like he was a lot stronger. But Michael had the strategy um, which was basically to outbox him or to stay on the outside. And he knew round two was going to get tired, and he did. He was like, by two minutes or two and a half minutes into the first round, it looked like round two was like exhausted. 
So then Michael was able to, you know, impose his will more and, and do a lot more punches and, and work, work him a lot more. And then the second round, Michael, it looked like Michael got tired, or Roundtree got tired after like two minutes. So he was tired of the first round. I missed that. Fight. Yeah, he got tired at the end of the first round. Then he got tired like halfway through the second round. And then he got tired like one third of the first through the first round. The so third, the third round, the third round, yeah, like what the the he got tired of the the first third of it, and and do you think so? No when, gas. He when just you see gas. someone that tires out that fast in the first round, do you think you know you talk about things like an adrenaline dump, or yeah. you know you dump all this adrenaline in your system for whatever reason? You know you're scared, or you're just amped up to fight, or you know just the intensity of it. And then do you see fighters that just like bottom out? Like they go through that adrenaline, which isn't going to last you that long. Yeah. It's not going to last you a five minute round. And then it goes. And then you're just gone. Your legs just come out from under you. You do. But, but on the other flip side of that, a lot of people, it's not an adrenaline dump. They, for whatever physiological reason, they're exhausted, dead, the end of the first round. They looks like they can, they can make it back to the corner. But then the second round. Did he punch himself out? Well, I think he has. Well, I think he has a history of gassing. A lot of people do. Well, that's why I'm wondering if there's more of a physiologic problem because you yeah. have someone that looks like that. You know, he trains, but maybe he has no cardio. I mean, if you look at these two guys' physiques, they look very different. Yeah. Like if if uh, I don't know if you put it on the screen. But, yeah, they but do look. They do they, look they, different. They look very different. If you looked at that picture and go, which guy is in better shape? You know, the general, especially not doing steroids. Yeah. Um, you look at that guy and go, man, he trains a lot. He, yeah. He looks good. I mean. But then if you look at, like, if for a lot of fighters that have been around the business long enough, they realize that a lot of times guys with that look do gas. Cause, uh, because, uh, because, because, a, a, you know, a heavy muscular guy, a lot of times burns more, um, you know what I mean? Burns more. You burn more fuel too. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So. So anyway, um, so he, basically, basically when your your gas tank runs low like that, um, no matter what you want to do, you can't do it. No matter what you want to do, you just can't do it because it's not there. Your gas tank isn't there. That the one of the worst one of the worst uh, one of the worst feelings in the world, and you know, as as a fighter, um, is running out of gas. Yeah. Hey, jump with that picture, big. I'll take it right now. Um, it's just it's there's no worse feeling than getting in in, in the cage or the ring, looking across. From your uh, your opponent, how oh, can you tell? Uh, so you guys can see the back now. Let's see here. All right. So there's the difference in their physique. Uh, so a lot of people might think, okay, the guy on the left looks a lot more buff, so he's gonna win. And a lot of people think that. The other guy. But he might. But the guy may have more skill. But when you look at this picture and go, which guy is gonna have more in his gas tank and is gonna be able to go harder and go longer? I don't know, you just look at that picture and go, well, the guy, he looks like he trains more, he yeah. looks like he's in better shape. Maybe he's more, it doesn't tell you anything about his skill level in an MMA fight. But anyway, it's just interesting that he gassed. That's why I brought up the adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline's a, you know, that's a real thing. That's yeah. the fight or flight, 
and here's something medical. This is a fight or flight <laughs> reaction. So your body, when you get in a situation that's dangerous, yeah. you either fight or you flee, um, but your body gets ready for that. Yeah. It dumps adrenaline into your system, which increases your cardiac output, your heart rate goes up, um, your increases blood flow to your muscles. So yeah. all those things are important for either, you know, you're about to be in a combat situation, you're fighting for your life, right. or you need to run from a bear, from a mauling. <laughs> so you need that adrenaline dump. So you think, well, that would be helpful in fighting. Whatever reason your body is, you know, you're in this situation, this life or death situation, you have this huge adrenaline dump, but then it runs out. <laughs> you know, if you don't finish the fight in two minutes, it's gone. Yeah. And then you may be gassed or whatever i think people come back out of that though a lot of people do but sometimes you don't and 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 i mean one thing about training is a lot of people think they can a lot of fighters think they can in their training they can spar or grapple their way into shape and you can't you just can't because you don't bring it up to that level like you're going to in the fight the adrenaline your heart rate your anaerobic metabolism doesn't go that high when you're sparring or when you're grappling. Yeah, you're using those same muscles and, and you're using the same techniques. And so a lot of people think, all I can do is spar every day and grapple every day, I'm gonna get in that shape. But you don't bring it up high enough. Your anaerobic threshold has to, has to be pushed when you're training. And you can't do that when you're sparring or else you're always gonna end up hurt. You're gonna knock your opponent out you're gonna, or your partner out or you're gonna get knocked out. It's dangerous to spar full on all the time or else you're gonna get hurt. And it's dangerous to grapple all the time, or people are going to be uh, tweaking each other's neck, uh, shoulder, elbow, knees. People are always going to get hurt. You have to spar with control. You have to drill more than spar. But you also have to get your heart rate up as high as you can because you need to get your anaerobic threshold high. Because that adrenaline dump, once it comes and goes, you need to have your anaerobic threshold so you need to get it back and that's why people get what they call a second wind and if you don't get a second wind you're not gonna you're not gonna you won't be you're gonna be worn out until like 10 minutes or 20 minutes after the fight that's when you can start getting it back that's why you need to train constantly with high that's why we train like we do at the pit we do a lot of high high-end anaerobic workouts because that's what you're going to need in a street fight or a cage fight but a lot of guys don't think they need to do that i, I mean i know a lot of seasoned pros that have never really tapped that high anaerobic threshold in training because they just like to spar all the time drill all the time work the bag hit mitts except etc and they don't like to do that anaerobic stuff so to me that's how you get um, everybody needs to do that in training because just like uh, Roundtree found out, you're going to take it there in a fight sometimes. And I, I'll tell you, I guarantee you, I will guarantee you that uh, Edson Bar Barbosa does some exclusive, exclusively hard training because the way his, his anaerobic metabolism was after beating like that, Punching, kicking, getting taken down, getting pounded, but still fighting to the end. That guy was in unbelievable shape. Crazy shape. Crazy shape. I was shape. impressed. I, I was really impressed by him. He lost, like I said, in dramatic fashion, but he was... He, he was, got mauled. He got mauled, but he was so strong. Mauled. 
and like, he took a beating just like, like the, the bear that that's the bear like, mauling that's on a performance a, of the night the that, beating, that should the have been that he took and kept going that should have been fight of the night I don't know about perf- I don't think you can get performance tonight <laughs> for a beating for taking a beating. I don't think so. Yeah, well. Let's let's let me just show you the bear mauling. I wonder if the bear mauling's on. Uh, is it is it on YouTube? Is it on YouTube? I'm gonna. Let's well, try. this is the other thing too. Is when you see fighters come in the ring, they behave very differently. Like in the in the the main matchup with the yeah. cyborg and Holm. Holm comes in the cage. She's pacing like almost like a caged animal. She is. Constantly, it looks like she's gonna wear herself out. Almost, she's running back and forth in the cage, constantly. And then Cyborg comes in the ring like nothing, like uh, cool as can be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that made a difference. Yeah. I don't think Holm had like a big adrenaline dump and then gas. So, but just they're so different. Their styles and coming into the ring. They're different. And 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 my wife actually commented like, oh, she looks like she's gonna she's gonna gas out. She's She's running around before the fight. She always does that. That has nothing to do with their conditioning. And their con- both of their conditioning was really, really good. Yeah, they both made five rounds. They yeah. Did, they did fine. So it was good fights. But it's not going to show us the damn time. I'm trying to show you guys the bear scene. Because that was like... That was... That was a mauling, if you guys didn't see it. I'm just telling you guys. But anyway, I'm, it's probably not going to show us. So... We're out of here tonight, guys. Um, thanks for coming. What's coming up? What's what we got next? What's the next week? I don't know. Let's see. Upcoming fight. Oh, we got we got Stevens versus the uh, the uh, Choi. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be exciting. He's a Korean zombie guy. Is that him? That's not this weekend though. That's the weekend after. It's January fourteenth, Sunday. Sunday. It's actually Sunday. Oh, it's a Sunday. Okay. Well, we'll get to watch it. So. This week we'll talk about, why don't you guys do me a favor and somebody either private message or um, email a question and we will go over it. Alright? That's what we need. We need a question. Sounds like a plan. Other than that, thanks for coming. UFC 292 was good, not great. Uh, We wish wish, uh, uh, Misha Tate the best in her pregnancy and hopefully everything goes smooth and um sorry to hear about the breakup and stuff but shit happens i guess oh, way to start out the year yeah 2018 happy 2018 year, see you guys thanks for coming